Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. As we continue our series, The Bible Made Ridiculously Simple, I wanted to give everyone an introduction to the prophetic books. And when I say prophetic books, I'm basically talking about those books at the end of the Old Testament from Isaiah through Malachi. So what is a prophet? A prophet, biblically defined, is a person who speaks on behalf of God. There was only one instance where God directly revealed himself to his people Israel, and that was in the book of Exodus, where God descended on Mount Sinai and spoke to the people directly. The people were frightful of God after that experience, and they actually implored Moses to mediate or to speak on God's behalf for them. Ever since then, God always used a reliable mouthpiece to communicate his words to his people. Prophets were foretellers, meaning they did tell of things that were going to happen in the distant future, but their primary task was to be forth-tellers. So, while they did speak of events in the distant future, they also spoke of local events in the immediate future. The forth-telling of the prophets meant they told it like God said it to a people who didn't want to hear it. This is why the prophets were so unpopular, because they rebuked sin in high and low places, and they warned the nation of judgment to come. The prophets always were faithful to tell God's truth, even if that truth did not have a welcome audience. Now, how would someone in the Old Testament know that a prophet is a prophet? Well, God gave his people a blueprint on how to discern a true prophet. The prophetic code is given in Deuteronomy 18, verses 20 to 22. That text says, But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, How may we know the word the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You need not be afraid of him. So what God was revealing to us in the prophetic code is the way one would discern a true prophet from a false prophet is the true prophet would actually make a local testable prophecy, meaning they would make a prophecy about an event that would either come true or not come true, and that event would come to pass in the near future. If the prophet made a prediction and the event came to pass, the people could now be assured this was a true prophet of God. Furthermore, in the Old Testament, many prophets were given the gift to perform miraculous signs and wonders, and of course, no prophet of God would ever contradict truth that God had already revealed in the past. So, for example, if you were living in Isaiah's day, you would know that Isaiah was a legitimate prophet based upon his local prophecies. So, for example, in Isaiah 37:33, the Assyrians were surrounding a city of Jerusalem, but Isaiah prophesied and said, the Assyrians would not touch the city. Although that was a statement which seemed very unlikely at the time, his prophecy in fact came true, and the Assyrians did not 
touch Jerusalem. There are many people in the modern day who label themselves prophets, but this is not consistent with what the Bible calls a prophet. Firstly, the office of prophet has been closed for more than 2,000 years, and biblically defined, the way anyone would call themselves a prophet is if they make a prediction and in the immediate future, that prediction comes true. Based upon what the Bible tells us, no one can merely call themselves a prophet just for the sake of having the title. So, the prophetic books do contain plenty of fulfilled prophecies, but they also contain many unfulfilled prophecies as well. We have faith and trust in the unfulfilled prophecies based on the validity and the coming to pass of all the fulfilled prophecies. Thus, what validates these prophets as men of God are the fulfilled prophecies, and what validates the Bible as God's inspired word is the hundreds of fulfilled prophecies contained in the entire canon of Scripture. In many ways, then, we can view the Bible as two different books, the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, you basically have prophets making prophecies, and in the New Testament is the historical reality of those prophecies coming to pass. So the Old Testament says what will happen, and the New Testament gives us the historical unfolding of everything the Old Testament said would happen. There are over 300 prophecies regarding the first coming of Christ that were literally fulfilled in the New Testament. And why this is so is readily obvious. In order to validate God's Son as God's Son and to alert God's people of the Messiah's coming arrival. Now before I close, I wanted to talk briefly about the prophetic ministry of the prophet Elijah, who we first learn about in 1 Kings chapter 17. Now Elijah is the extreme personification of an Old Testament prophet. In other words, he set the tone for all those who would come after him. And Elijah as a prophet is unique because he actually has a prophetic ministry that spans both testaments and he actually forms a bridge to Jesus. In the last chapter of the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, there's a prophecy there concerning Elijah. That text says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Then we see in the New Testament that Jesus refers to the fulfillment of this prophecy in John the Baptist. In other words, John the Baptist is Elijah who was to come. In Matthew 11:14, Jesus says, John himself is Elijah who was to come. Remember as well that at the transfiguration of Jesus, there were two other individuals who stood with him. One was Moses and the other was Elijah. So why is Elijah so important? The thrust of Elijah's ministry was to turn the Israelites away from idolatry and back toward God. In the book of 1 Kings, when Elijah had a showdown on Mount Carmel with 850 false prophets, what was at stake was the hearts of the people. There on Mount Carmel, Elijah asked the famous question to all of Israel, how long will you waver between two opinions? At the time, it was syncretism, or the people serving multiple gods, that was the nation's largest problem. And Elijah, as God's prophet, was sent to turn their hearts back toward God. Ultimately, 
it was this syncretism and idolatry which would lead to the ultimate downfall of both the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. But Elijah represent the prophetic thrust to turn the people back to God and to be a reliable mouthpiece to communicate God's truth to people who may have forgotten or purposely turned away from God's instruction. Recall as well that in 1 Kings, Elijah directly confronts the political leader of the time, King Ahab, and Elijah essentially calls King Ahab a troubler as one who was largely responsible for the famine that then existed in the land of Israel. Elijah basically confronts a political leader and calls things like it is. This is important for us to know now because Elijah in the Old Testament, who represents the prophetic church of the New Testament, he validates the church acting as a source of prophetic criticism to the state. This is not to say that the prophetic office takes over the state or tells the state what to do, but it does lend its voice of prophetic criticism to inform the state that what it is doing is contrary to God's revealed will. Although Elijah may be known for his harsh words, the prophetic heart is expressed by Elijah in his prayer in 1 Kings chapter 18. There, on Mount Carmel, Elijah prays to God that God turn their hearts back to him once again. So in 1 Kings 18 verse 37, Elijah prays to God and says, Answer me, Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. Essentially, this brief prayer encapsulates all of the prophet's missions, to act as a reliable mouthpiece, to speak God's word to the lives of people, so their hearts will be turned back to the Lord and only the Lord. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.